The current spoiler warning level is crimson. Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning level of crimson. We're talking about a mobile suit and many of its variants from Mobile Suit Gundam Seed, which is obviously quite far in the future for the Great Gundam Project and very spoilery for them. As long as you're okay with that, please enjoy the episode. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to the dark side of Mechanista NG. This is where we get all spooky and talk about machines that the Great Gundam Project isn't allowed to know about. I'm Six Detmar from Scanline Media. And I'm Dylan. If you, you, you... Listen, M. Jackson, if you're listening to this, I don't think you want to listen to this, but you're allowed to. I'm joking. Like, it, it's fine. you probably shouldn't spoil yourselves, but if you choose to, that's your I, call. Jackson will not spoil themselves. Uh, I know, I know. M. And would like to avoid it, I think, still. Probably. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's, there's, you know, there, there are times there we are all make things. We all make I think M would maybe see and well, no, because we would talk about plot stuff. Anyway, uh, so my co-host. Normally we do dice. Uh, sometimes we decide, eh, fuck it. Um, I think the format is fine usually, but I also don't mind when we beat you, and so. Uh, our good friend Six uh, has a request. Uh, I want to talk about something from the Cosmic Era timeline. Yeah, and I don't mind that. Um, now, please please be nice about these, because the thing is, I get why people feel like they hate seed designs. I don't actually hate them as much as people tend to, because it's still Kunio Okawara or other artists who are people who already made things we liked, continuing to make Gundams, you know, uh, or other mobile suits. Uh, I think Junichi Akutsu, uh, B-Craft, uh, who has worked on many other things, uh, and also is responsible for some of the looks of certain model lines, like the Re-100 line, um, also worked on it, uh, you know, doing designs like the Astray. Um, and I get why... I. I feel like people have more of a knee-jerk reaction to seed designs than anything else that just go, they suck. I feel it's a little disingenuous because I think people just let their hate of the show kind of overthrow it. Like, not that there Absolutely. aren't designs that suck, but mm-hmm. you get what I mean. Like, it feels... I, I just always got the feeling from Gundam fans that they tend to dismiss things from seed kind of out of hand. And it's it's always been weird to me because it's the same artist's a lot of the same artists making, you know, similar designs that they've always had. They don't look as great in animation, probably because we're entering the DigiPaint era. Um, Mm -hmm. And I get it, but... And, you know, Okawara's... The thing is, Okawara's production art, though, never looks great, so as much as I can say that, I mean, we just did the Sandrock. The Sandrock looks kind of silly in production art, too. It's got an extremely weird-looking face. Um, Mm -hmm. This is just how Okawara's production art looks. Um... And I think it's a situation, like, I think you're right, and I, I understand as well, like, it's entirely natural for people who don't spend a lot of time, like, listen, it takes a very special sort of person to say, like, to sit down and go, like, what are my Gundam biases? I don't know that that's a good use of anyone's time. I know that I've done it, though, right? I've been like, what designs do I dislike 
not because of the actual designs, but because of the context I'm used to seeing mm-hmm. them in and the way I'm used to seeing and them. And hell, I had that last episode. Uh, I felt that way about the TL's impulse things. Um, when I think about them in the context of it being like a wingside story, I thought it was really dumb. I mean, but like I said, if it was in build or something, I don't actually think like the design itself is like awful. It's just the history and stuff around it is something that I think is kind of dumb. Um, totally. And so like one of the first one of uh, a very early on kit that I built, I don't know, this this is my first like 20 or something. I uh, w- my nephew came to like to for a visit and we built the an, uh, like an HG uh, freedom together. Because I was like, I mean, this one has a lot of colors and stuff on it. He'll have fun with this. And I was like, this is actually a really cool little machine. I think a lot of these suits look a lot better as Gunpla. I will say uh, they look a lot better in 3D in general. Um, I know some people don't like the way the, like, the Master Grade line has gone for them because they've gone kind of turbo greedily. Uh, that would be uh, the fault of B-Craft. Um, or if you enjoy them like I do, uh, something to praise B-Craft for. But... um. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the, the, the designs have always been pretty good in 3D, I feel. Uh, there's a lot of designs from Seed. I'm sad to actually don't get kits. Um, it has the problem of all the Gundam types get kits, and Gundam types aren't what I like. Um, but, yeah. So Well, unfortunately, Seed is full of Gundam types, and that's... So odds are, statistically, we will probably roll a Gundam type. Fair enough. Uh, I'm gonna roll this D20. We're gonna see what we get. I The, the one I really hope for, I've told you... Yeah. It's not a Gundam type, but I mean, there are plenty I'll have fun talking about. What do we get? Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Sure. We got the Strike Gundam. Oh, the Strike Gundam. Okay. So this is actually where we can talk about. So this is, <laughs> funnily enough, I just talked about how I was a little, uh, how I think people can judge a little bit of the designs from Seed unfairly. I'm actually not a big Strike Gundam person, so this will be interesting <laughs> um, uh, to talk about. But the Strike Gundam is also a very appropriate one to talk about for our first uh, Cosmic Era one. So mm-hmm. uh, probably to, to partially to Six's chagrin because I know Six is like still a little bitter about us getting like the Gundam and the Zaku in like the first two episodes. It's okay. We've already we've already crossed this path. I mean, I really would have loved us to just roll like the Providence or something fucked up, but <laughs> yeah. So. The Strike Gundam, the GAT-X-105 Strike Gundam. Uh, this is the primary Gundam for the first half of Gundam Seed. Um, the Strike Gundam at a glance, if we're just talking the raw Strike Gundam, is a pretty simple design, and yet you can see all the flourishings of a new era of mobile suit designs beyond the 90s aesthetic, right? This is still being done by Kunio Okawara, but this does not have the same aesthetic as something from, uh, like, the G, X, or Wing uh, era. Because no. G, Wing, and X all came after one another pretty quick. And while the designs still fit within their own universes, I feel like if you were to line them up, you could kind of amalgamate them in your head, right? You could see them. I mean, they're made one after the other, you know? They're just mm-hmm. boom, boom, boom. You've got all these three shows literally year after year. Um, and then you have a decent little period of break, and then you get the strike gun. The Strike Gundam is not the same as these other ones. Um, it's still very obviously Okawara's art, and like I said, Okawara's production art, not the greatest for this, um, but that's just what it is. Um, I think he's a great artist still, don't get me wrong. I will never, I, I do not disrespect the man. I just mean, the when they take his art, turn it into line art, and then digipaint it, doesn't, you know, that's what doesn't look as good. Because you can see art of his that is painted, his, when he does the coloring himself, it's great. Um, you know, uh-huh. like, a lot of MSV and stuff, you see that. Like, you see these really nice, 
like almost like watercolory paints or like you know uh like this very like rough uh like the the, the paint jobs are interesting uh that you get when he's doing it but yeah so here though yeah the gadax 105 strike gun you've got a head with a double v fin um the head actually has more paneling so the number one thing that you're going to notice on all of these designs is they have a lot more paneling than normal now when i say paneling it's not just like panel lines like you would have on a model kit i just mean there's a lot of like lines in general and there's a lot of like there's less rounded lines and more striking like pointed lines yeah lots um, of sharp angles yes yes exactly so with the head you've got a pretty standard gundam head going on all in all but it feels new still you've got yellow eyes on it you've got the little red under you know like eyeliner you've got the face mask you've got the red square chin you've got a very solid face mask with vents on the side the vents the vents are an area where you can even see what i was just talking about with like the sharper angles and stuff you've got like the point coming out of them you've got like a sort of curve going on with it you've got some extra lines struck into the top of it um you've got a double v fin going on the double v fin is an interesting one because the initial more outward v fin is actually still done in white and then you have a yellow to a yellow like set of normal v fins more on the inside you still and got yeah, a, both of them are uh, antenna style they don't actually have a full connected v right yes they're both just antenna they're not like a single connected thing mm. um and then you have uh, a red forehead jewel um you've got the mohawk camera as expected and it's a double-sided one just you know again as expected back of the head also has two vents on it looks nice uh you get to the torso and this is where you start getting things real different um the torso still has your color blocking almost like a standard gundam you've got like this blue upper torso you've got red in the middle and then you've got white uh little parts connecting to the waist as well um then you've got these like large black pieces that are like struck through two uh, like symmetrically down the middle um you've got you know one on either side of the cockpit area you've got them on the collar um this is like one of the things that i think is actually really striking it's just this like weird bar kind of going around it mm -hmm. um and now people make fun of seed designs for their backpacks but incidentally when you look at just the strike gundam it actually doesn't have a backpack on the base form uh because it needs those for other forms if you look at the back of it it actually just has a like in the torso it has a built-in set of thrusters on the back but it's not mm -hmm. like a separated out like backpack it's just part of the torso um now a thing that is very notable on okawara art of this time even though they are definitely scaled down both in animation and in like model kits and stuff the shoulders look fucking huge um mm -hmm. they are not actually this huge you will not when you see this represented in 3d in model kits in more detailed artwork and such the shoulders will not look this large it's just a it's just a thing that happened with all the production art there are some suits that just have these gigantic shoulders in the art um the dual gundam if we ever talk about that is a prime example where like the shoulders could not be more different between like the way it always looks in 3d and the actual art um but the shoulders you get these uh you get white armor and again you've got another crossbar like of like you know this black gray um of these black gray pieces going around it and again these are very striking and these shoulders are very angled you know you've got mm. like like instead of it being like rounded at all you've 
like anytime there's a change in direction, it is a sharp point curve, um, which is different. You know, it's, mm-hmm. I feel like that's like a thing that actually like helps separate this. And the torso also has that it, the torso does have like chest vents. They're just not like separated, like normal, like they're not yellow or anything. It's just two holes. Um, mm-hmm. But um, looking at the torso and the shoulders, everything looks just sharper. Like everything looks sharp and curved. And this is where things start feeling really different. The upper arm actually having a nice little detail. I like the little like, uh, you know, U-shaped uh, thing going like right above the joint uh, just to break up the detail on the upper arm a little. The mm-hmm. lower arms are very square. Um, when we're talking about all these angles, this applies to the arms here real heavily. A lot of uh, earlier Gundam arms look more rounded. Uh, the way this is drawn is just so much sharper, I guess. Incredibly boxy. Very boxy, yes, exactly. Um, get pretty standard hands. Uh, the skirt, another area that you just get all of these sharp angles at. Um, I Again... I like the skirt design, actually, on this. The thing is, I like a lot of elements of the strike. I just don't like how it comes together, personally, but we'll talk about that when I finish going over it. Um, so, like, you've got your standard skirt armor where you've got a, uh, you know, crotch armor. You've got a split on the front skirts. You've got two side skirts that can flap upward. You've got two rear skirts, same thing. Uh, the rear skirts also have these nice little verniers on them, which is cool. Um, and then the legs. We were just talking about how boring all of the... Gundam wing legs were uh, on the Okawara style designs at the time. Uh, these are not. Uh, the 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 thigh is pretty simple. You've got a lot of lines on there, but it's overall pretty simple. Uh, when you get to the calf area and the knees, though, that's where you start getting a lot of difference. You've got these knees with these like again large gray areas all over the place on this, which is I I think is overall probably a good look for it. Um, so you've got gray around the outside of the legs, gray around the joints. Um, you've got these gray parts going down the sides of the calves at the halfway mark all the way down to the foot. Um, you've got at the bottom of like the leg armor before the ankle armor, you get these cool little round things. Don't know what those are. They probably just like, I guess that would be like for rotating the feet left and right. Like, you know, Mm. but they look cool. That's all that matters. Uh, then you got some very small ankle armor, but again, very sharp angular. It feels just way more curve like not curve uh opposite of curvy than you get with like the earlier mobile suits and the feet are very flat is another thing in this art mm-hmm. um now this is something that i think is changed more in the models the models make them a little bit more like normal gundam feet but this yeah. this production art makes them look very flat um almost clown shoe like because of the way the red feet are <laughs> um, now this is an interesting thing to, to talk about which is we just went through all these details, right? And there are two big things to touch on here. One is, okay, one is, like, just fact, and one is more my theory, I think, right? Mm-hmm. The fact is, we talked about the use of color here, but also, from a certain point of view, this robot is entirely gray, because this is our introduction to the idea of phase shift armor. Yes. So, um, among the equipment, we'll actually start with the phase shift armor, though there are a couple of things to talk about with the base strike before we get into what everyone knows about the strike. And there are many forms of the strike, and I think we're going to go over most of them. Um, yeah. Just because there's no way we can't. Um, so, in Gundam Seed, you have a thing called face shift armor. This is on other uh, GAT suits as well, the GATX, um, which are, you know, the other Gundams. Uh, face shift armor is armor that basically uh, prevents physical 
things from hurting you. Things like machine guns, melee weapons, etc. Things that are hard. Uh, things that use physical force. Um, and uh, the thing about phase shift armor is, so it drains the battery of a mobile suit constantly, and when it is turned off, the mobile suit goes gray. The color of the mobile suit is not actually painted onto the mobile suit with uh, some of these seed designs. It is actually uh, how they illustrate the phase shift armor being turned on. When the phase shift armor is turned off, you actually it, it is just all gray, um, hmm. which is kind of interesting. Um, it, it, it serves twofold. One, it's a way to have, you know, it, it is a way to like illustrate this how when you know this is on right because this is mm -hmm. a special system that they they're not going to illustrate it being like a barrier or something um and it's not it's only on the surface of the armor it doesn't like stop a bullet before it hits the gunman it's just basically makes it so the force doesn't transfer all the way through um mm -hmm. so uh it helps with that it also helps give the gundams like different colors based on pilot preference and stuff without it being paint really um which is kind of interesting um, and i do i do think like you know i i we've talked we've already said a few times we have a lot of problems with seed and a lot of the choices seed makes but like the shots you get of like as as a fight is starting up these machines just being flooded with color is really striking yeah it's pretty cool um so because we are in sea territory, uh, this has Vulcans, but they're not called Vulcans. I mean, they are, but they are called Igestalung 75mm multi-barrel anti-air CIWS. Um, now, Seed loves naming their fucking weapons, and this will uh -huh. get only more egregious as you hit into Destiny. They can't just call something a beam rifle. It has to be given a name. It has to... Like, a couple of these don't have names for the um, Strike Gundam, but eventually they will be. Uh, By the time we get to Destiny, there will basically be nothing without a name. Yeah. So, um, the standard Strike Gundam, it has the Igel Stelung um, on the head, which are just their, their bones. Um, it has Combat Knives, also known as Armor Schneiders. Um... Armor Schneiders are vibrating knives uh, that are able to, you know, cut through a mobile suit because of the vibration. Um, they are not effective against phase shift armor, obviously. So these are kind of like, instead of having beam sabers early on, it has um, it has knives. Uh, that they're are, cool. Yeah, they're in the side skirts. I mean, it has just two little knives. Um, they just they just pop right up. And yeah, like the, the two cool things, again, with these, like one, like... As you mentioned, I do still like beam sabers a lot, but it is also great anytime you get a nice uh, alternative, right? Mm -hmm. And also, the fact that they don't go through phase shift armors means you do get sequences of, like, the strike, like, bludgeoning people with knives and the knife just bouncing off. And that's very cool. <laughs> um, yep. And then you also have, um, it has a beam rifle. Pretty standard beam rifle. Um, a lot of seed beam rifles, uh... I can be mixed on. This one's okay. It's it, This one feels like the very epitome of a standard beam rifle design in Seed. Um, it's mm -hmm. fine. Uh, it has a shield of, shield that... Uh, I, I actually like the anti-beam shields uh, that are within Seed. Um, maybe not these particular colors, because this one's like white, red, and yellow. 
Uh, I like it on the duel a lot, though. Mm. Um, the duel is basically... <laughs> In-universe, because we're talking a spoiler episode anyway, the duel is basically a prototype of the strike that, because it doesn't do any of the special things the strike does, is kind of worse. Uh, the problem is I like the duel better than the strike in every way. Um, but anyway... Uh, then we have two armaments that only come up, I believe, in Gundam Evolve, which are the Grand Slam, which is a huge uh, two-handed sword, uh, and a bazooka. The bazooka has an odd design where it... So the bazooka movable handle goes over the shoulder like most bazookas in Gundam. It has four cartridges, one on, like, every, you know, like... Uh, what would you call that cardinal directional side like you mm. know top bottom left right um which is kind of interesting uh having you know all of that uh which is just kind of funny to me uh just a weird way to load up your bazooka but uh for yeah sure. uh and that's about it for the strike however that's just the strike yeah so, you see all the all the dark gray on this thing that we talked about that's like weird right yeah a lot um, of this is hard points. Yep. And <sighs> no, I like hard points, but I will admit a lot of the seed hard points. See, I, it's funny. I go, uh, I go, we can't judge the designs too hard, but I will say the way they implement hard points is very simplistic in a way that I'm not as into, but we'll, we'll get to it. So we have to talk about what is still pretty much the most standard form of the, uh, of the strike Gundam. The Isle Strike. Um, the Isle Strike is... It has a backpack for flight. Um, the main things it adds are two beam savers and the flight-capable backpack. Um, the backpack itself is the probably the least defensive of the packs to me also, because it actually still matches with the base design. It does add black instead of, like, gray, but it's mm -hmm. fine. It doesn't, like, clash really much. And then it has red and yellow and a little bit more white. Mm -hmm. um, and this is just a big flight pack. Um, this is just for being able to fly on Earth. It is also free. It, it is able to be used in space. It is, you know, it is a pack that is able to, you know, enhance its mobility. No real extra cost. And it also gives it beam savers. This is where it actually does get its beam savers. Um, as you mentioned, this is kind of like, this is the iconic strike pack. This is sort of the, this is, this is the go-to. Yeah. Most people, when they think of the strike, they don't think of the base strike. They will think of the Isle strike. Isle strike? Isle strike? It's a French word. I am, I do not know how to pronounce French words. I'm, um, I, I like Isle. We're going to stick with Isle. Uh, feel free to, oh feel no, free to it might, in. it might be Ale because, uh, just noticed on the Katakana there. Yeah. Ale. Well, whatever. Um, Illustrate. Now, then we get into the two specialized forms of the strike. Uh, we will start with the sword strike. Six. What does the sword strike add to the strike Gundam? Um. Well, it's a sword. <laughs> it's a big sword. It's the Schwertgewehr, of course. It is the Schwertgewehr. Almost, it is a 15.78, almost 16 meter long anti-ship sword. I like um, that it gives such a fucking exact number for, for reason. <laughs> uh, it also gets a uh, Midas Messer beam boomerang, which if 
anyone who knows any German at this point knows that they're just playing word salad Midas Messer. Fuck off. Uh, yeah, I know Messer is knife, right? But what yes. is what is Midas there? I, I I mean, I believe that's a reference to gold, oh, okay. right? <laughs> oh, is this supposed to just be... Oh, okay. See, I thought it might be... I, I, I thought it could be a German word because all these other ones are German, like Schwertgewehr. Sure. Is German. Uh, not, not to my knowledge, but... Hmm. Minus. And then what's the uh, what's the last bit of equipment it adds? Oh, uh, the last bit of equipment is of course the rocket anchor, um, the Panzer Eisen. Uh, <laughs> it it mounts on the left arm and it fires out like a rocket anchor with a with a with a cable and a, you reel it in. Yep. Uh, so this is for fishing, not actually. Uh, but it can grab opponents with the arm. Um, it has. So the Midas Messers are now. <sighs> This is the thing I hate most of all on Sensus. I will say this right now. Because, like I said, if we got any other thing, I'd be talking about how it's underrated. Now, when we talk about the Strike, not as much, because the Strike has beam boomerangs. Uh I say that I want different beam weapons. This is not what I mean. (laughs) I do not mean a beam weapon that that exists to be thrown. Um, But that is what it does. That is Uh, what it does. It has beam weapons that are made to be thrown and spun. Um, fine. Fine. It has them. Now, this is the thing I like that I know some people I know do not. Uh, it does have... So, the Schwertgewehr anti-ship sword. Anti-ship swords in C generally have a design where they are a large physical blade that has a beam that emits along the front half. Mm-hmm. Now, they are called anti-ship swords. I imagine the idea is supposed to be you have a laser blade that cuts through the armor and the mass helps you, you know, follow through basically. Mm-hmm. And also, also because the weak, the armor is weakened, right? Like it doesn't like disintegrate or burn away the armor necessarily, but because it weakens it with that beam along the front, when you're dragging this heavy metal thing through it, it's just separating it, you know, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to like a beam saber where you might cut through with a beam saber but if it's blocking a lot of it, it's just eating up the beam saber, and yeah. So just has a very concentrated beam, uh, beam blade along the front of it, and then you have the actual like mass of the sword doing some of the rest of the work. Uh, honestly, I don't dislike this at all. I think this is fine. I know some people really hate that idea of that design with the partial beam, partial physical. Uh, I like the only... I like the anti ship swords and and seed. I think yeah. they're cool. My my only minor complaint would may- maybe be I don't like that the tip doesn't really have a beam or something over it um mm-hmm. but minor complaint and that is actually solved on some later suits so um yeah the so the sword striker uh now as you mentioned this mostly covers the left arm and then you have a backpack mount for the sword mm-hmm. um the right arm doesn't add any new parts even though the legs always have like that gray funnily enough i will say none of these packs actually add anything to the legs no. um because then we have our final pack, which is the Launcher Strike. We've had a mid-range pack. We've had a close-range pack. I wonder what the Launcher Strike adds. Six, would you enlighten me? It's an extreme close-range pack. Mm, try again. Uh, it's a really mid-range pack. Try again. Well, I guess all that's left is that it's a long-range pack. Yes. All right, <laughs> nailed it in one. All right, so we have the Launcher Strike. Um... And the Launcher Strike is where I can finally talk about the thing that I dislike on these packs, which is going to be a silly complaint, um, or the thing I dislike most on all of them. 
So the launcher pack. Oh, I should mention real quick. The sword pack was bright blue. It wasn't the same blue as the torso. It was a very light blue. And now we have the launcher pack, which is green and red and yellow. Mostly uh -huh. green. Uh, the launcher pack adds a uh, launcher to the right shoulder. Um, that has a... It has like two... I think those are two small missile missiles. And then... Oh no, sorry, those are 350mm gun launchers, and then it has a 120mm anti-ship Vulcan on it. Mm -hmm. So those are 350mm gun launchers that can launch missiles, but other projectiles mm -hmm. as well. So, okay, so I was right, they were missile launchers, okay. Uh, and then uh, it mainly also adds onto the backpack, you get a fancy little backpack mount, and you get a gun that pops up under the arm, and is a fucking big gun, a very big cannon. Now, uh, I, it, there are different ways of illustrating beams in Gundam. <laughs> the oh, seed oh. beam is very iconic in that it's like the classic one. I mean, obviously there are other types, but it's like the red with a white outline. Like it's a red core of the beam with white ar around outside of it. Mm -hmm. I think it's cool. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I, I I think the toothpaste beams can look a little silly sometimes, <laughs> but I don't mind it. I That's what they remind before. me of is toothpaste. E uh, either toothpaste or like rocket pops almost, like, you know, like the old sure, popsicles. Sure, Um, But I don't mind them. Uh, And then most beams in Seed are actually depicted as uh, green, like uh, when you have a mm -hmm. beam rifle. They True. are actually decently consistent with what type of beam is being fired and what they color it. Um, But yeah, so... uh. Yeah, this is the toothpaste launcher, though. This is the Agni. Uh, Agni 320mm Hyper Impulse Cannon. Why it needs to mention the barrel size, I don't know. It's a beam gun, so it doesn't really matter. because 320mm doesn't actually tell you how big that beam is, because the beam is much wider than the barrel is, so I'll tell you that much. Um, now, the thing that I don't like with all of these things is... so. I like the idea of hardpoints and packs, and I don't mind these, actually. These are fine. Uh, even though I don't like that they don't use some of the areas, this is kind of the big thing with, like, the hardpoints and seed, and this has come up in some of the other episodes. I don't like when the hardpoints are just not really used. Like, when they have hardpoints, but they don't do anything with them. Like and, those like, leg ones. Yeah, like, so they have leg ones on the strike, or what appear like they should be leg ones. They don't add anything. It's just you have a shoulder attachment and a backpack attachment. And then with the um, sword strike, you have a backpack attachment, and then the left arm gets a bunch of attachments, and that's it. And then with the ale strike, all it is is a backpack connection. You get nothing on the front. You don't get like anything on the front mounting on the front of the torso. You don't get anything mounting on like the skirts. You don't get anything on the legs. Um, I just wish they didn't mold with them. I like hard points. I like the idea of modularity. I feel like you should just do a little more with them. I get why they don't. It's because these are for animation. And I imagine it, it's not like laziness. It is just simply hard to, you know, have animation seat sheets referencing something where you change so much of the design fundamentally. Mm -hmm. I get it. But also, I still, it doesn't make me not, you know, disappointed by it. The other problem is we just talked about how phase shift armor allows you to color your mobile suit. Why do all of these packs have different color schemes? than the base one they all add a new color other than arguably the ale and the ale still adds you know the black on there which there's not really black on the base design other than the holes um but it doesn't bug me as much the blue the sky blue and the green are what bug me 
it's it's a strange choice. And then it all comes to a head, right? Oh, no, yes. So time to talk about something where if you didn't watch the HD version of the show, you don't know what this is. Maybe. Uh-huh. And if you did, you do. Uh, this is the perfect strike. Uh... <laughs> so, so okay, in the original run of, of Seed, uh, one of the pilots, Mulaflaga, inherits the strike after uh after our protagonist gets an upgrade that's cooler right mm-hmm. gets the freedom yep um but when they did the hd remaster they're like you know that's kind of lame we could sell another kit if we made it a new toy um and that's how we got they edited in instead the perfect strike yep uh so uh what did he use in the original was it just using it was just the, the it strike? was just the ale strike yeah yep um so now he uses the perfect strike in this section um so, the perfect strike is uh, something you may have noticed when we were talking about the prior designs. All of the packs don't actually interfere with one another, other than arguably the backpacks. But also, like, the backpack for the sword is on the right side, and then for the agony it's on the left side. Um, one of the SD kits of the era actually did this as a joke gimmick, you know? Mm. Um, but the thing is... Even though they did this as a joke gimmick, uh, it just turned out that they just ended up making an official version. Uh, the primary addition, besides it just wearing all the packs, is uh, it adds a bunch of batteries down the middle of the um, ale pack because, you know, uh, it needs it because this is going to be heavy as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a real, a real battery hog. Um, and the, the, the seed suits are, like, battery-powered, basically. Mm-hmm. Um you know, like, uh, the, the, they have reactors, but, like, you know, the way they get treated, like, if you run out of power, that's a bad thing. Like, that's why the phase shift shuts down. Well, the, it's, it's going talking about Seed, the, the reactors, some of them have reactors, some of them do not. At this point, this thing does not have a reactor. It's not, like, a rea- it's not, yeah, it's not the special reactor, right? It just mm-hmm. has, like, an engine, I guess you would say, rather mm-hmm. than a reactor. Um, yeah, the, the reactors will come um, yeah, neutron jammers are still in effect. Yep. Um, but yeah, this has everything. It has the Agni, it has the beam boomerang, it has the rocket anchor, it has the anti-ship sword, it's got the beam sabers, it's still got the armor schneiders, it, it, it can do whatever it needs to do. Um, I, I, I personally... Sometimes putting all of the packs on something is cool, but... This just accentuates the problem I have with how these packs don't really match aesthetically, as well as how their colors are different. This thing is a mess. And here's the other thing is, okay, I I tried to hint at this when we talk about the sword strike. The whole fucking rocket anger shit is just stupid. You don't, don't attach that part. Just save the battery power. Look, I don't. I don't dislike the idea of the rocket anchor for like pulling it in, pulling an enemy in for an attack. Um, you've got the you've got the fucking biggest beam cannon at that time in the setting. But don't pull yes, them in. On Just the perfect microwave strike, them. it's a little. On the perfect strike, it's a little. Yeah, the perfect strike does make it a little redundant to have that. But at least you've got that Midas Messer. You could throw that boomerang. Yeah. Yeah. It, this feels like a very ill-thought-out pack because it, it doesn't mm. really cover for every range in the way that you would think it would. Yeah. Um. Not my favorite. Um, no. Now, no. these are all the animated packs that we just talked about. However, we do get a few packs that are not animated. Mm. Uh, well, 
so the first one to bring up, uh, which uh, I'm trying to think. I can't remember. Does the IWSP show up with the Strike Rouge? Oh, um, also, I'm going to mention the Strike Rouge real quick. It's the Strike, but it's pink and red. Yeah. There, that's all. That's all I, uh, I own a Strike Rouge kit. Because the turns out changing those colors does a lot for it. Strike Rouge is cool. Yep. Um, the IWSP does not show up in the anime at all, I don't think, right? Right, I don't think it does. Alright. I, I, it's one of those things that I always get, like... The problem with Seed is we also have all the revisions that have happened with HD and not. And then you have things like that were production things that changed that I kind of get mixed up on. Yeah, like I just double-checked. How this one is, of the openings... Seed MSV. Okay. Just like how one of the openings for Seed at one point has, you know, the stray red frame in it, even though that never shows up in the anime. Like, it's it's a manga-only thing. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. Um, so the IWSP is a backpack for the Strike, and this basically is like, what if we had the perfect pack, but not as shitty? Because it's not just slamming everything huh. all in one. The IWSP has um, still, you know, you have all your default equipment. It has 205mm cannons uh, over the shoulder um, that are pointed ahead. Mm -hmm. um, along with those, you have two larger cannons above that are 115mm railguns. Uh, you get Two anti-ship swords uh, that are much that are much smaller than the Schwerter Gewehr. These are nine point one millimeter ones, and they aren't beams. Uh, and they are they 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 um no they are not beams at all. Sorry, yes, these are the ones that are just uh, I think basically Viber weapons. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, the the it has two of these. They are in the like side skirt area, so it actually adds a little bit onto the side there, which is nice. Um. Fills out the torso a bit more. Those legs are still very barren on this design. This makes it very apparent. Same with the perfect strike, actually, how barren the legs are. Um, you have the combined shield, which is a shield that has a six-barrel Gatling gun built into it, along with a Midas Messer boomerang built into the top of it. Um, didn't need that boomerang, but the Gatling gun built into the shield is a nice touch. Um, mm -hmm. Then, of course, it has its standard beamer. So this is a and then it has like you know it's it's a jet looking pack like it has like extra thrusters and stuff. Yeah. So this is a while not I wouldn't call it elegant. It is definitely more streamlined than the one used by like, the perfect. It's certainly it's better than, than the perfect. perfect. It is still it looks pretty top heavy in a way that I don't care for. Yeah, this is what I mean by them needing to add stuff to the legs. Like mm -mm. it just makes the designs look. Yeah, like, top-heavy. Like, there's just so much going on above, and then the legs are just the legs. It's weird. The swords um, are definitely cool, though. Those, like, the swords those have a cool design. I, I do like are neat, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do like the designs of these. They're pretty cool. Um, then, uh, we have a Strike Gundam that I quite like, which is the Lightning Strike. Mm -hmm. um and i knew about this one uh through a video game super robot wars w because for whatever reason this shows up in it as a secret unit um <laughs> sure why not pretty cool it's pretty cool uh because what it does is it is one that focuses on having a giant ass railgun um it basically all of its parts are just to power that railgun it's got these like 
um, big shoulders uh, that I believe are just like basically cooling systems and batteries. Um, and then it's got uh, like two halves of of a gun that slam together and combine, and it's just this really long railgun plugged into it that it fires. Um, and it's it's cool. It's just a big railgun. Um, the lightning striker, I believe, also has a model coming out, but it's a it was really? something weird with it. Hold on. Um, yes. Yeah, so I know that in China they were doing a lightning striker, and it's like some colors they were doing for a promotional event. Huh. Uh, I don't know if the lightning striker is coming out on like any other like services, but this one, but. It, it, this is an official model, though, that was made for uh, China with a special color. Oh, that looks the, cool. Uh, yeah, Strike Gundam. And that's that's what it looks like with the, yeah, the uh, railgun like extended out and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the cool shoulder attachments. Um, it's neat. Yeah, um, I don't know. Oh, they are going to also do a Strike Ver RM, I think, with the Lightning Striker. I just don't know if we have a date for it yet in, uh, outside of like this special uh, Chinese release. I mean, I think um, what they should really, you know, what I think they should do is they should sell, I mean, this would have to be a P Bandai, but just like, uh, like an ultimate strike pack where you sell the strike and then just all the, all the different kits and you can swap mm-hmm. them out. Well, they, they did do the thing where they released like the strike RM and it comes with the, uh, ale pack. Uh, and then they did the, uh, launcher and sword as its own like release after that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I wish they would just release like parts a bit more it's something that bandai doesn't actually do like they they sometimes do but not always mm-hmm. like like the land parts for the geminast that are coming out which is a g unit design um that is going to have you know its parts be released as their own thing on their own uh but like you know i collect the advanced zeta stuff the moonward stuff never gets sold on its own it's just you know there are some things you can buy that are like little that you can combine with it Mm-hmm. But it's just like if you're buying a form, you're buying the form. If you're buying a Khar, you're not getting those parts outside of buying the Khar. I'm surprised they don't just do parts for people who bought like a base kit. But whatever. Hmm. Um, you you would think that's what those would be for. But Bandai, as much as you would think you might understand how they would handle marketing, sometimes it's weird. Uh, one um, fun detail I forgot to mention with the the IWSP, the uh, combined shield actually uh is a is in in some versions they omit that because it is noted that because it's so heavy it fucks up the center of balance on the machine that's pretty funny i i always think it's interesting when like they they make it a a design that feels really extra and then as part of the lore they're like yeah and actually this was a little too much (laughs) also interesting design uh i guess gen monoi gundams uh from for the wonder swan have the strike as a hidden unit, but it has a different backpack that was not used in the anime, which is kind of interesting. Hmm. Uh, just almost looks like a weird crossbony backpack. Um, anyway, just wanted to mention that. Uh, you will see that if you look at the notes and trivia section on the Gundam wiki. Hmm. Um, finally, uh, so huh, you know what? We don't have to talk about the other strike that I'm thinking of because I'm thinking of the strike E, but that will actually come up with the Nor, which should get its own episode. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Um, so that's pretty much it for all the strike packs, though, um, and as well as the strike itself. 
Um, overall, this design is not bad. I think it's a fine Gundam. It is very popular. I'm... It's just not my favorite. Um, I, I don't... There are some times where I see model representations of it that I think are pretty cool. Um, like, I thought... I, like, I think that the version RM Master Grade looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, there are just little elements I don't like. Things like the the sparseness of the packs just all being, like, very upper body focused. Things like the... I, I'm not a big fan of, like, the way the double V-fin is actually implemented. Like, it sounds kind of cool to me, an idea, but in practice, like, I, I kind of just don't like the way that looks. Mm. Like, with the big white devil horns followed by the yellow. Um, Ultimately, this is a design, like, idea that they do a different take on in Destiny with the Impulse. A much better take, in my opinion. Yeah, and it's a much better... That's exactly what I was going to say, is I think the Impulse works much better as a design. Yeah, I like the Impulse quite a bit. But the Strike is not... So, the thing is, I say that I find this boring, right? But then I think about, like, other Okawara Gundams, like, throughout, like, the 90s, and I don't feel any worse about the Strike than I feel about, like, some of the G Gundam designs, for instance. Oh, for sure. Or, like, you know, even some of the ways that, like, I can have ambivalence about some of the wing designs. Uh, I don't want to say the X designs, because I've been loving the X designs, actually. Um, the... The Airmaster and Leopard aren't my favorite, but um, the 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 X itself is fucking great. So well, I won't I won't slander that. Um, and we we sort of we tease them about like their like the like naming everything and like giving you like a like a barrel size on everything, and that is silly. But like compare that to G Gundam, their approach does give us a lot to talk about. Yeah, it does. Uh. Oh, uh, one minor thing I forgot to mention. Uh, we also have the fact that Gundam is a fucking acronym in the series. <laughs> uh, let's not forget we that have they have to acronyms. Yes, real quick, I just want to say the Strike Gundam's uh, um, operating system is the General Unilateral Neurolink Dispersive Autonomic Maneuver Synthesis System, or Gundam. <laughs> uh, only, of course, not really Gundam. It's like Gundam's. No, no, no. Neurolink is one word. It is neuro dash link. So <laughs> right, but the, you got the general, dash in there. You're cheating. There's the L. Look, and also there's I've, two S's on look, the end. I've seen enough. <laughs> I have seen enough bullshit corporate things of like trying to like acronym stuff or like stuff like that at work when it's trying to be all like hip and stuff. Where people just choose what they uppercase and lowercase. Sure. It's fine. Sure. Sometimes you uppercase the first two letters and then the last one. Etc. It's just you know you just. I think I still it's just, just prefer um, not to spoil. I, I won't name the show, but there is a show where in the first episode, a Gundam shows up for the first time, and a person's like, "What's that?" and pulls out a pair of binoculars, and it just says Gundam on the side, and he's like, "Okay, so it's a Gundam," and they just say, "Gundam." Ah, from right. Then on. Yes, I forgot. <laughs> oh God, yeah. We'll we'll talk about that. Um, but yeah. Uh. <sighs> The thing is, too, there are multiple Gundam operating systems in Seed. Uh, that is just one of them, uh, because they are given different names. Uh, there are, like, six or seven or eight, maybe, different, like, Gundam acronyms, and they are all slightly different. Hell yeah. Love acronyms. Yeah. They they love it. Like, um, sometimes you get, like, <sighs> there's just all kinds of ones that... <laughs> We'll talk about them as we get to them. 
Um, all all the GAT series ones are like this, though. All like the the Blitz, the Strike, the Buster, mm-hmm. the Aegis, the Duel, etc. Um, but yeah. Uh, now overall, again, neat though to see the idea of evolution in this design and. As much as people like things from, like, Double O and other, like, later AUs a bit more than they, like, seed things, mm-hmm. you can start seeing the shift in the mechanical design, I think, here. Um, obviously, you know, those later shows also have different artists on them while, while this is still Okawara, but I still feel, looking at the, the Strike Gundam, you can kind of see, like, the direction that Gundams would start heading mm-hmm. um, in terms of, like, shapes and what to keep what not to keep etc and i i do appreciate it feeling like a different era of okawara than just you know the quick one two three of g wing and x um as much as i think the x is great uh you know uh, uh, again okawara's art and stuff and design like sense in that era is pretty samey though across all of them he loves putting you know bright green parts on the chest area um a lot of the a lot of little things on the designs, while being different, there are also a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you start getting a lot of more differences here. For better and for worse, in some ways. Um, but yeah, very appropriate one to start for Talking Seed. Mm-hmm. For sure. And, you know, sometimes these bonus episodes will simply be us on a whim going, I want to talk about X-Series and... You know, we'll do that. Yeah. That's fine. There's there's so many that sometimes we just need to we need to overrule the dice. But generally generally dice rule this house. They they just very kindly allow us our, our whims now and then. Uh Dylan, where can people find you on the internet? Uh you can find me at lowpolyrobot on twitter.com. Uh I mostly play video games and talk about robots. Uh if you're listening to the show, you probably like robots. So mm-hmm. follow me there you probably more than likely you already do <laughs> um but you know if you're a newer listener then you don't <laughs> but yeah uh if you want to find me i'm on twitter at six detmar s-i-x-d-e-t-t-m-a-r you can also find my work at scanlinemedia.com and patreon.com slash scanline media and in case you're worried about us folks don't be i'll be all right because i swore i'd never cry again <sighs> I was wondering what one you were gonna do, and I was like, I hope, I hope Six has something in mind. And as soon as I, as soon as you let up with that, I was like, oh, I think I know what this is. Going to be. <laughs> uh. Anyway. All right. Peace. <laughs>